SVPOP is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive lets you compare its direct rates side-by-side with competitors easily. Visit Progressive.com where it's easy to learn more. Welcome, it's SV Pod with Stanford Steve and our new, apparently official third wheel, Gordo. What up? <laughs> we Stanford Steve and I were chatting, big fella, and we decided that after last week's roller coaster ride featuring an absolutely epic Sunday sweat, people needed to go along for that that ride with you. If you could take us back, Steve, I'm going to start with you. Um, we'll get into Brooks, Locke, the venues, oh. the power rankings, Tulsa and Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys had a little Sunday stroll, Steve, didn't you? Yeah, I started before Gordo. I think I got out there at 830. I wanted to go see the lack of words between Phil Mickelson and Justin Thomas. Not a lot of chit chat. <laughs> not, not at all. Not, not at all. A fist pump uh, to start the round, and that was it. So, got to see those guys go at it for a while. A little history there. Yeah, a little history. Hey, I'm not, like I said, I just wanted to watch. I, I wasn't uh, looking for anything. Just wanted to see the guys uh, out there. And then uh, caught up with our guy, Homa, who was playing with uh, JT Poston. Caught a bunch of him for a while. There's a lot more shots I think he would like. Uh, or a lot less shots than I think he would have liked. And then I got the text from Gordo, who, you know, when you're on the course, it's really hard. It depending on where you are in the scoreboards. Like, it's hard to keep track of who's on the course, especially that early on a Sunday. So knowing what was at stake and everybody that listening, if you listened last week, the seven-unit play was Xander Shoffley top 15-unit. Oh, 15 units. Sorry. We ended up winning seven. Sorry. And, you know, you look at it going into Sunday, you're like, all right, the back door is open, but we're going to need some action here. And we get out there. Gordo's, he's taking a knee on that 13th green, and he is in. And Xander starts playing really well. Uh, but it was it was awesome. A sweat on 18, one of the best shots I've seen of the weekend. What was it, Gordo? 171 to eight feet? It was 191 to eight and a half feet. Gordo, did you nearly, did you, were you compelled to almost storm the fairway? Were you, were you going to run tackle the man? Well, yeah, that's the first time I've ever been inside the ropes in a, in tournament play. And we were up the left side in a little bit of shade. So we had this perfect view from Xander who was on the right edge of the fairway. Just a perfect look as the ball soon it was as it was hit tracking towards a flag i wanted to chest bump steve to the ground <laughs> but here, let's let's rewind the tape a bit and let's go back to the pre the tournament preview where you basically said and i'm paraphrasing but betting golf's free money because it's that easy <laughs> it's basically what you said and then you proceeded to explain that you bought a car with your first round leaders and you gave out a bunch of a slew of first round leaders. Go to our text chain from after Thursday's round. How'd that they was do? Not pretty. As I did mention a little bit, the frost delay screwed us. <laughs> Here we go. There was some bad play involved. 
But that's why you do the 15-unit play on Xander, and you still come out somehow on top from one of the most roller coaster weekends I think any of the three of us have ever had. But you got to go back to Thursday's first round where you got a 15-unit uh, whale play. I, I don't want to steal Big Cat's bit, which is actually another handicapper's bit. You had a 15-unit Gordo play on Xander Top 20. Because, again, betting golf is the easiest sport to bet. It's free money, quoting Gordo. Xander starts bogey, double bogey. He's four over after three holes, and it's early Thursday morning. And at some point in the telecast, I jotted down a note that we were collectively all going to lose a billion dollars. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I actually wanted to tell that story from my perspective because it's one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a work environment. <laughs> like as a researcher, part of what I do during the broadcast is is write down note cards for the for the talent, for Scott and, and for the analysts and, you know, about what's happening during the play. And Scott, like the ultimate professional he is, he'll weave it in during the telecast if it's still applicable at that point. Mm -hmm. Never in my seven years working any shows has a card been returned to me with no of its own. And this piece of paper comes flying by my desk. I, and I, I winged it from our set. I flipped it from my position on the set to you. I'm frantically waving. Like, you got to pick that up. I'm like, what is going on? And I pick up the card that I had written down some note from about the course being played. And then Scott's handwriting is, I'm going to lose $1 billion. Well, you know, I, I was, you know, it was you not gave us, pretty Thursday. You, you gave us some tout that looked to it be so ugly. The tout appeared to be counterfeit. However, the beauty of a, of a four-round, four-act play is if you got a guy like Xander, and, and Gordo had a 15-unit play, Xander, he steadied himself, managed to, to, to come roaring back in the first round and shoot 70. <laughs> Second round, I believe, was a 72. Mm. No, wait. First, first round wasn't 70. He was, he was, wait, he was over. 72, 72, 71. 72. And then Sunday, you know, we kept we kept the faith, and and I was just uh, my parting words is uh, you know is it, it's, he's still in there, and 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 your text from Saturday, sixty seven, and we're in it. <laughs> and what did he shoot on? What did he shoot on Sunday? Sixty seven. Mm, dang, sixty seven, and we're alive. <laughs> And that's actually in it was, doesn't begin to tell the story. Alive is the is the key because we 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 were max playing the board and you'd have been toast celebrating a thirtieth birthday as a broke as a broke boy. Correct. <laughs> mm, correct. But you're not. And and what's amazing to me is like seeing the picture of Gordo that Steve sent on one knee, just absolutely <laughs> grinding at home on Sunday. You had the full Freddie Mercury going. I just think it's great because you 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 basically said it's free money, it's easy, and everyone's like, "Is it? Mm. How, how'd Harris English do? Not so great." Um, but if you listened, you knew the fifteen unit play. Yeah, so exactly, you put your fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what the fifteen unit play is. You so don't you didn't understand that. I'm sorry. You didn't. Right. You didn't lose a billion dollars, and you're fine. Everything's fine. Uh, and Gordo's celebrating his thirtieth birthday. You playing, buddy? He's at the big. He's at the course. Tell him where you're so at, Gordo. That's why I'm teeing him up. 
We're at Southern Pines, which is right across the street from Pinehurst. And it is unbelievably nice here. Never played a tree line course like this. My dad and I played 36 today. Love I think it. He's, I think he's skipping dinner and just going to sleep. <laughs> how many tens? How many tens in are we? Got to be a few. We've been here for three days. We're four deep. There you go. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you shoot on pine needles? 91, man. What was the overall? 91 from the tips. Probably 89 and a half. Oh, three man. birdies. And still managed to shoot ninety one, which is pretty ugly. Yeah, it's, it is. It's fine. Fifteen unit play came home. That's all. The, that's the only thing that matters. All right, so we're going to let you get back to your to your yeah. week. Go back uh, to we, get, we just wanted to get the the your perspective of how it went. But you know, while we've got you, Colonials Thursday morning, you want to give people a little taste of the FRLs? I would back in the guys that didn't have to play four rounds at Oak Hill mm. and deal with that for four rounds. I gotcha. Okay. So Sung Jay, Ricky Fowler, and Russell Henley are in that group. So they're on the card. Love it. You'll see that. Love it. F R L. You'll okay. see that. Um again, Twitter at Digor tweets. Selfless plug this time. Thanks for the plug last time, Scott. I've had some very very uh cordial interactions. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody I'm sure everybody on Twitter <laughs> was they were real reasonable. <laughs> Was in a great was in a great mood when they're like, "Oh, this guy must be a, some kind of insider." Let me fire on all this. This guy sucks. <laughs> One guy that did play the weekend that's on the card is Tommy Fleetwood because Fleet, Scott Fleet. he helped he helped you out big time with that T eighteen on Sunday. Yeah, he managed to get in that top twenty. He and Tyrrell Hatton, those two guys, ball. It's a ball strikers course. We like their chances for top twenties, and those guys Ooh. they didn't look like they were going to get there. I thought Hatton. Was gonna go full volcano early. No, kept his steady. Poise. The, he, st he steadied the the, the the ship. Kept his poise. Can you name a golfer you didn't have, Scott? No, I had it just you just you just you, you sprinkle out a little bit here and there across the board, just because you you want to back everybody. Yeah, you uh, you want to back everybody. Want everyone to have a great time. And uh, and in the end, is there were some heroic top twenties carded. There was. If you just Steve, when are you going to learn? If you have if you have half the field to finish top twenty, you're you're bound to win a few, and you feel great. You're like, yeah, I got this guy. Yeah, you had you had, you lost forty five p. That's fine. It's yeah, fine. fine. We, we got this one, and we got Gordo some frls for this week. Gordo, happy birthday! Uh, I'm thrilled that Xander got there for you. Uh, enjoy the time with pops, uh, and we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled for those frls. All right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Stay away from Michael Block this week, and I'll see you for the U.S. Open. 73 and a half. What do you got? Over. All right. Uh, he's already, it's house money. He's good. Go yeah. get him, Gordo. See you, boys. <laughs> All right. All right. That got us on the mood. Give me Gino. That's Gino Jahowski and, and, and the scene in the trailer. I come back from walking a good, <laughs> probably close to 30 holes in the morning. Just walking all over. I mean, I I, I think I I, um, I think I did ninety seven miles walking last week, um, and Gordo is just chomping at the bit. He's cleared with work. He wants to go see Xander Rudiman, and I'm like Gordo, I just need to sit down for twenty minutes. And he's like, all right, you ready to go now? And Gene Wojciechowski looks over. He's like, 
This must be like when your kids want to go to the pool on a Sunday afternoon and you say, we're going to go in 20 minutes and they ask every 20 seconds. So Gordo was chopping at the bit. Um, it was awesome. It was good to see. Uh, I don't know where you want to start with the tournament, the course. We, you know, well, hold on, hold on. Just Xander starts birdie birdie on Sunday. And then he goes, Oh, yeah, that's right. He birdies 12 13. And now it's looking really good for top 20. Then he bogeys 15 from like 15 feet. And we're right there. And Gordo had to be absolutely in panic mode. It was, uh, and then you got to walk up this hill to the 16th tee box. And, uh, there was not a lot of nice words being said. Um, just, 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 mad at himself uh and then you know he had a he had a 15 unit play yeah but then he pars 16 17 and 18 after stuffing it on 18 and giving himself a chance for some wiggle room eight footer it was right there and he missed it but you 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 want there to be you want there to be a a sweat and a sweat there was well yeah that along when it finally touched over 80 degrees it was it was a real sweat yeah uh, for your boy out there hoofing it all right, so let's 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 take the treetops view of the tournament. Um, first, let's just start Oak Hill. That's that's a proper golf course, man. Oh, love it. Really hard, really really difficult. But it's meant to be. It's meant to be difficult. It's a major. You know, these are the, these are sixteen rounds a year that are the, that are the kingmakers, and you want you want one of the crowns, brother. <laughs> you got to go earn it. Mm. Oak, Hill, Oak Hill's real. It's great. The Saturday weather was insane. How the golf course stayed playable, I'll never know. All credit to Jeff Corcoran and the the crew up there that did the job. Mm. And all credit to Kerry Haig from the PGA of America that sets the golf course up. They do an awesome job. Um, and so somehow they they kept that that course playable. I go back to to Monday though, when I saw Brooks, and we had a, just this great conversation about Sunday at Augusta. What he took out of it, the mistakes he just was was determined not to repeat, mm-hmm. and really the essence of that was just being too conservative. We talked about sports, how you play to build a lead versus how you play to protect one. And if you stop playing the way you played when you built your lead, then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I got to a dozen under or whatever at the Masters because I yeah. played one way. Got to keep your foot on the gas. And you go to put your foot on the gas, and there's no gas. And Sunday, when he birdied three in a row early on the much more difficult front nine, I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Dude's got his foot on the gas. But then, to everybody's credit, you know, Victor Hovland didn't go away. Uh, but Kepka, did he, did he learn benefit or whatever from the, from the Augustic experience? Undoubtedly. You know, you're back in that arena, that major arena. And he made an incredible par putt on the fifteen on the par five thirteenth. I think that's where he won the tournament. Mm-hmm. That that downhill he because you can't really hit it. You just have to tap it and hope. And it went in. The shot the shot after Hovland went in the sand too, like the double sand hit. Well, that, yeah, on sixteen. Yeah, and then he just he just walks right to it and swings. Well, well, yeah, and then he buries a birdie and yeah. that's that's lights out. But not when he made that par putt on thirteen, that kept him ahead. He never he he wasn't tied. He was still eight, and Hovland got to seven. Um, Hovland was great. Hovland's going to win a major. I don't think there's any question about that. At some point, uh, it's he's only twenty five years old. He just keeps getting better and better. But but Kepka, Kepka's ability 
on that stage. It's it's like it feels like it's remembering who you are. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. he was that dude once, yep. twice, three times, four times. And now he's that guy again. And that's what's wild is that this is two majors and he's second and first. And I just kept thinking that Sunday, the conversation we had Monday. And it wasn't it was interesting. You know, Steve, he, he wasn't like he wasn't he was pissed about it then. You know, said so he didn't sleep much that Sunday of the Masters. But this was just it was like a guy that like you, you truly learned from it. You're like, I will not make that bleeping mistake again. You know, and I and, and I just thought it, the very first chance he got to prove himself right, he did. That, that's that's what's most impressive to me, Scott, is, you know, he's a little he could be a little prickly uh, around the edges. But to see yeah. his demeanor, knowing like he must have been chomping at the bit and he's all over the place with the live tour. And he, I mean, imagine just counting the days down. Let me get to Oak Hill and get these guys back and to see how he went about it because he wasn't great Thursday. No, not at all. And that, that that's kind of where you win a tournament. The, the, the Tiger script for years was when I'm not great, can I still shoot something that doesn't knock me out of the mm. tournament? And he shot 72 on a day when he was, by own estimation, not any good at all. Yeah. That's where he won it. Yeah. And then, well, th- that in 66, 66, oof. 67 on a course where that just wasn't doable. No, and, and like I said, I just keep going back to the demeanor because he is, you know, he's a confident dude. There's no doubt. But there's no crazy antics out there, you know, following Rom around a couple days. I got to see that Ooh, firsthand. He wow, he went hot. And even, you know, uh, you know, one of those groups, you know, Gary Woodland's, you know, battling to make the, the cut uh, on the back nine Friday. Not a lot of words said by uh, – nice words said by him uh, as he's trying to battle. Uh, I believe he was with Brooks. He was. It was. It was him. It was him. Brooks and Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler. Yeah, that was the group. Uh, late Friday, and just to see these guys go out in different ways, and it, you know, our guy Steve Sands all the time. Keep your poise. There was not a lot of guys that were able to. Uh, I mean, th- think about uh, what was it Wednesday? We go out and see the front nine. Uh, with some guys, and Sam Burns was. I mean, that dude, he could swing it. Woo. And then you see what happens to him. You know, I think he went 10 over in two rounds. So that that's where I was just like, man, this is this is just nuts. Uh and I thought the I thought the front was was definitely harder than the back. And and going back to last week, talking about what we liked, I looking at the weather, we were talking about it. And I thought the weather was gonna work out for late and early. That's what everybody wanted on Tuesday, talking it to did, guys. It didn't. And it totally flipped. Yeah, because that frost delay was interesting because it gave those guys a kind of a respite. And yep. and then obviously Saturday was just absolute mayhem. Yeah. It was just kind of hold on to your butts. And it just, you, you know, guys were obliterated by that weather mostly. But then it was the guys that were chasing that got the worst of the weather. Then the, the guys that went, out, that went out late that had the lead actually had a window where it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, that's, you know, what I what I dig, I've done this forever. I, I love having you along the ride. Um to see it from the vantage point we get. Yeah. Because I've always been lucky enough to have this front row seat. And I think seeing how much it's opened your eyes to what it, what major championship golf is, you've said it, you love the, you love majors as much as anything in sports. It's my favorite pro sport to watch. Not, it's not even close now. Think, think like the people that listen to our pod, think about what Steve's saying. Like, you know, and come the fall, nobody knows college football better. He, he, he did it. You know, the NFL, all these sports, we're going to get to the playoffs in a minute. 
Think about what the dude just said. He loves majors more than any other sport. And the reason why, if, tell me if I'm wrong, is because you've seen it like the way you've seen it from the front row these last few years. Being with us, walking around, having the kind of proximity gives you such a perspective of, of what these dudes do is insane. The the mental aspect of it, and that's, you know, you go back to the course, like, I keep going back to that third hole. I think I went Ram on Friday or Thursday. The long par three. And it, he's sitting there, and his caddy's saying, give me a good swing with the six, good swing at the six. And he hits it great. Boom. Right in the bunker. And he almost put a hole through the bottom of his bag <laughs> with that six iron when he went back to the bag. Yeah. And you just see, I mean, it just eats at you. Right after three, you got a par five, four. That eight guy's alive. That six hole, Scheffler says it's the hardest hole he's ever played. That I mean, poor, poor Tom Kim in the in the in the soot, in the in the in the weeds, in the, in mud. the mud. That was all. Uh, that was funny. You know, just I mean, it just never stopped. And that's I, I thought the front was just brutal. And then like again, I go back to Keppa. He comes out birdie birdie. And I just thought, you know, Gene Wojciechowski did a piece just surviving Saturday to get to Sunday. Guys are out there early trying to survive Saturday, and then it clears up, and Kepka, you know, shoots 66. Like, it's just – that is big boy stuff. No, Like, again, knowing how long – or, you know, how long this must have been since the Masters, getting back out there, and just going out and doing it, man. That is that is serious, serious mental stuff um, that I don't think people uh, realize. And when you see these guys in it, uh, it's just incredible. And I just want to go back uh, – because after Xander, we went and followed Block, and that that scene, every single hole, the ovation. And I want to give Rory credit because, you know, they got the nice cut-through uh, fairways from the tee box to the fairway where the, got, where the golfers stay right in the middle. Rory plenty of times just went down the side, let Block have his time with the crowd, and I was up there on 15. And I'm telling you, the way the sun was, you couldn't tell. And then I'm I'm looking. I'm literally got my hand over my hat, trying to see down there. And finally, I just see guys throwing drinks straight <laughs> up in the air. And that's when I'm like, oh my god, he made it. Went in and like he he didn't know. No, he didn't. what's funny is he was going to hit a six or a seven. He had both clubs in his hand, and he's talking to his caddy, and he gave up the six and he hit the seven. And like that, that that's and, I, and I'm sitting there. I'm like. This story can't keep getting better. Can't keep getting better. And it does. He does that. He makes a bomb, two bomb putts. Then on 18, he goes into the scoreboard. Um, the 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 stench of the 18th hole. Uh, let's just say a lot of people were getting after it. I think they got bottled up Saturday, but the aroma of the 18th hole was uh something fierce. Weeds um, weeds legal in New York and people it sure is. People were faded. It's fine. So um that that scene with Block was something I'll never forget. Uh, I know you talked to him. You went down the range. Uh, what after Saturday's round? Yeah. Well, I mean, the coolest part of the story from our vantage point is that it. I mean, I don't have to frame everything I say. It started with us, and what I mean by that is no one knows who Michael Block is on Thursday. I mean, unless you follow it super close, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's played in five PGAs. But I, how many people knew that? Not not many. So he gets to our 414th, drivable par four. He throws in some earbuds, and we're going to do the walk and talk with a club pro. And the first words out of his mouth, are, did you guys see my drive? You're like, yeah, man, <laughs> we saw it. Good one, good one. And the walk and talk, immediately the guy's vibe is is fun, approachable, one of us kind of a guy. 
I looked up the name of the the bar on his golf course. Like he he's a he's a pro at Arroyo Tribuco and Mission Viejo. And I'm like, okay, well, they got to have a restaurant bar. I look it up. It's called O'Neill's. So I ask him, how many people you got in O'Neill's? And immediately you see him smile. He's like, ah, oh, O'Neill's. Ah, eh, no, it's great. This and that. By the time he gets up to the green, I'm like, is O'Neill's the kind of place where maybe they be maybe have a little action on it if you're gonna get up and down? He's like, well, what are the odds? And I say, well, listen, I book all action. <laughs> Of people that think you won't get up and down because that's what you're going to do. Of course, he hits it fat, doesn't get up and down. And I'm like, well, now I'm broke. Between that and Gordo, <laughs> I'm down a billion. I'm down bad. But he was just so much fun. And then he played well. And he admitted he was thinking, thinking in the middle of his round after he had a couple of bad, bad holes. And he's like, I'm going to make some parties. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to be on this broadcast. And we just like, yeah, us too. Mm. We didn't want you to be nine over when you're playing the hole. Then he played great for a couple rounds. So Saturday morning, I, even though the weather was crap, I just want to go meet him, just introduce myself and say, A, thanks for the time. B, good on you. Keep doing your thing. And I'm standing there Saturday. It's pouring. And there's Rory on the range, and there's no one out there because what kind of idiot's going out in this weather? And I see Rory, and Rory turns around. The first thing he says to me is, how is the garbage plate? And I was like, you know... Um, Can you say that have, again, please? How is the garbage plate? Because, it, well, I always used to kid with David Faraday because everything Faraday, David, are you asking me? Are you telling me? Because you might be telling me, but it sounds like you're asking me. And so Rory was actually asking, how was the garbage plate? And I was like, you know, it was, uh, it, it didn't have cheeseburgers in it. And he's like, oh, that's not a proper garbage plate. And I said, ah, you know, it seems like it's great drunk food. He's like, oh, or hungover. And I was like, well, I was neither. Um, <laughs> although it might have helped uh and i said he's like what are you doing i said i just want to meet block and like then his eyes get big he's like how about that guy and i was like isn't it awesome and we were talking about his attitude and i said you know he did this walk and talk with us on thursday and then Roy, like no i saw it and it, roy's just i i mean look everybody in the game adores the guy because he's mm. just for all the obvious reasons but there's a sincerity there, and and the fact that he was just sitting out there watching this guy and was into his story and and seemed genuinely um, impressed. Yeah, I, I impressed. Certainly, he knew how hard it was. I'm like, hey, he's tied with you, man. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty. He's played well. Uh, and so, at some point, I look up and there's block, and I, you know, hey, Rory, play well, yada yada. Go over it thank Michael, tell him, thanks. I'm broke. And he's like, yeah, I, I didn't get up and down. <laughs> like, it's fine. We'll be all right. Uh, but again, he was great and this and that. And we're it just said, go, you know, just hang in, play well. And he told me on Thursday, Steve, when he talked, he's like, look, there's really only one box left to check here. And that's, I want to be the low guy huh. on the, I want to be the low club pro. I want to be on the green when they hand out the trophy on Sunday. And I said, on, on, when I saw him Saturday, I'm like, bro, you already checked that box. Yeah. You're the only one that made it. I said, Hey, if you're going to be on the green, why not win the Wanamaker? Hell, dream as big as you can. And then, of course, as it turns out, he ends up playing with Rory. Yeah. And Rory, who is gets it, knows mm -hmm. this is this dude's one true, truly to steal from another event. This is his one shining moment. And to Block's credit, he was 100%. He recognized that and enjoyed that moment every moment. And Rory... Only made it better, like the hole in one. And when it was over, Roy gives him a handshake, and he's like, "That was effing awesome." And I know he meant it because yeah. those moments, like Rory's had his time, and he's going to have it again. 
but this is as good as it's ever going to get for block. And I, there isn't another sport that could provide a moment like that. There no. really isn't. No. He's a pro. I also and he has played pro events. I know there's some there's a little bit of a little bit of pushback about this this underdog story. It's like, look, I get it. Come on, I, I, hear me out. I, I get it. He's played pro events. I get it. He's like, he's a pro, but there's enough in the world that isn't any good. And if you want to not like this too, I cannot help you. Mm. All right, go be pissed off somewhere else at something that's worth being pissed off about. I enjoyed it. Lots of people did. And the fact that Rory did only made it more fun to me. I agree. I also, I think it showed a difference of Western New York people to New Yorkers. I hear you 100%. Just, right? Well, look, man, go Bills. We love you. Oh, my God. We love you people. If I had a dollar for every go Bills, oh. we could retire. I appreciate all the people that invited us to tailgates. I said it on the air. I ain't built for that. All right. No, I don't have it like that. I'm washed. You all have a different gear, I, but they I, were there. Were, yeah, I mean, Steve, we were walking around together. I mean, uh, everyone's awesome. There's a lot of love for us in the show yeah. and people are, they, 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 they treat us great. Uh, and, and it's, it's a sincerely appreciated. Yeah. New Yorkers are just, they're wired different, a little more aggressive, you mm -hmm. know, Western New Yorkers, uh, and, and I was that whole Saturday morning. I was like, I can't believe all these people are out here and all everyone on Twitter. Are like, Hey, these are Western New Yorkers, man. They paid a hundred bucks a year ago. There's no chance in hell. They're not coming out here today. All right. They're going to be there. My, uh, my favorite story was when we're walking with guys Tuesday and Wednesday and we got a, a group of bills, mafia people. And you just simply asked, Hey, no one goes to work after <laughs> Sunday Bills game right on Monday and then three guys were like we don't go to work on Tuesday either <laughs> yeah they were they're just they're they're uh, they're oh, unique great. they're one of one very good they were awesome uh Brooks was awesome you know the block story I you know I didn't it, it was a great not equal billing Brooks Kepka is the the on the top of the marquee he's won five all right and the three he's won a New Yorker on, Beth Page, Shinnecock, mm. and Oak Hill. That is murderer's row, bro. Yeah. And he won on all of them, right? Made it look easy. So that's the headline. Block is 1A. Um, the golf course is right there. Uh, equal billing. The fans are part of it. Um, and as a last thought here, before we move on to the playoffs, a, a Rochester-Tulsa comparative shopping. Um mm. Tulsa last year was a little tough. Yep. Um, we went out to dinner with Bunky Perkins. We did. And it, and it was great. But there's lots of stuff in downtown where we were that, that's closed. Mm. And, and it was hard to find food options. Yep. And and we struggled with that as a result. <laughs> um, Rochester also lacked things that were open. Mm. Um, we never made it to the super juicy crab house or whatever it was no, called we didn't Duper bib up juicy. we did not bib up <laughs> i i just decided i wasn't going to go for up what is not upstate western, western new, york, new york a western new york seafood emporium i was going to pass on that one um but our guy madry part of our crew that helps us out when we're on these uh road yeah. events he's he bibbed up said it was delicious um 
I think I have I think I have Rochester as a slight favorite over Tulsa. Agreed. Like, as Agreed. a road as a road venue. And their their high Pittsburgh pub, that place was Good tremendous. Times. Hit multiple times. Uh Block went there Saturday after his round. Why wouldn't you? It was and then I don't know if I went there Sunday to watch the Heat Celtics because nowhere else was open. And all the full swing guys were there saying he was – I never checked to see if he came, but they said he was coming back Sunday night too. So I think he might have gotten preoccupied by uh, getting some exemptions into other tournaments and had to do some phone calls and maybe try and find some clothes for this week at the Colonial. But I never uh, checked back with those guys. But uh, Pittsburgh Pub, uh, that place, if you're you're in uh, Rochester, that place was tremendous. Uh, thanks to the people there. They helped out with tables and stuff like that. It was very good, but it's just. I think in both instances, we just ended up places where we were. We needed more speakeasies. We needed to know what more where we were supposed to go. Although we get out late, yeah, stuff's closed. Although where'd we go? What was the name of the juke joint we went to? Sticky, Sticky lips? lips. There you go. It's a juke. It's a juke joint. Folks. No big deal. We went, had dinner, dominated with our, with our guy John McGinnis. Legend. It sounds a lot like Wright Thompson, only less, only he has less voice than Wright. Johnny McGinnis. We love him. Love him. Next year, Louisville. We're coming in hot. We'll see you in Valhalla. And we'll give you more bonus coverage yeah. from the PG. It's going to be like two weeks after the destruction of the Kentucky Derby. Hope it's still standing. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Lakers weren't fine. They played the one seed and they got housed. I don't know what I don't know what Denver has to do for people to just acknowledge that that they're who they were all year. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone everyone was down on Jokic because it was bad in the playoffs and and or didn't make it far enough for people to admit that he was good. And now he's into the finals, and now people are like he should have won the MVP. I'm like, make up your mind. Yeah. What do you? Where? How? Where are you here? I'm happy as hell for Michael Malone. He's going to be a guest on Sports Center on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for Jokic. Um, I'm happy as hell for Jamal Murray, who was unreal in the bubble. Then he busted up his ACL. People acted like the bubble was not real or something. That guy's a bad player. Um, they're like I. Legless say he doesn't care who they play coming out of the East. He thinks they're winning. So do I. Mm-hmm. So do I. Um, the whole LeBron and like the retiring thing, like no one thinks that's happening. No. Right. Right. That guy's plays chess. I figure you say stuff just to get people petrified. They reinvented their roster this year and got as far as they did. Um, but I mean, he, he was phenomenal in the, in, in the game four and eventually kind of just ran out of gas, but -hmm. it wouldn't have mattered if they, I mean, if they got to Denver, they were going to get wrecked there. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I. It was just wild watching that series and seeing Denver play to that to a ceiling where they were, they were, they were just clearly the one. You know what I mean? No, no doubt about it. And I just, I don't know. I, I think people also realize, you know, this. I'm not, we're not saying he's retiring, but you get LeBron in this stage, and you want to see as much as you can, and they're right there every game. Uh, and that's that's what I thought was so darn impressive because I go back to game three 
where Jokic doesn't have it or he's, you know, he's playing off and he doesn't, you know, he's not taking the initiative. And Murray goes out and scores 30 in the in the first, first half. half. Like, the things you want from great teams to see on the road. The Knights last night in hockey. Uh, you know, you're up 2-0 after two overtime games. Right. Score goal in the first period uh, the first minute. Three nothing in seven minutes. Well, it, was like, a, it was it was a it was a minute into the game that they're up one. They scored three in the first twenty minutes, and we'll see you later. Yeah. Uh just tremendous. And to see Denver, I mean yeah, I get it. Jokic is the man, but man, was that sporting cast good in that series. Well, that's, that's what really opened. Like, Porter's getting to be a guy. When it goes up, I think it's going in. ACP was phenomenal. Well, that's that. That's you're right about supporting cast, but but the health of those guys. Porter, Porter yeah. was injured last year. Murray was injured last year. For his year. whole career. Right. So now you've got, you got Murray, who was great once in the bubble, which was real, not a fake thing. He's healthy again, and he, he can do that. Porter's a, a perfect complimentary piece. What a perfect Jay he's got. Holy oh, crap. Man. And you're, you you said it. Every time he gets a clean look and he's on balance, I'm like, well, that's good. Mm. And Jokic is just singular. Like He's just absurd what he does. It's absurd. And and they're they're deep. And a lot of guys contribute. And you know what's crazy? They just, I mean, Murray's the guy that handles the ball at the time. They don't have a true point guard. I agree. You know, it's 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 something to see. And I haven't said Gordon or Brown's name yet yeah. either. And 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 both of those guys, because in the pick and roll, you they put Davis in a spot where you have to figure it out. Because if you okay, if if Davis comes off, well now he just throws a bounce pass to Gordon and he dunks. Just the way they're when you have a seven, their point guard you could argue at the times Jokic. Oh no, definitely. Once they get the ball in the half court, there's no doubt everything runs. Just through put him. put in his hand and let him decide who am I passing it to this time. I just I. And I've I, I get such a kick out of the people that are like, oh, you know, you know who's gonna jump off of a bridge? Those TV executives. Who gives a shit? How does it impact your life? The people that the people that constantly talk about like the ratings, unless you work for TNT or 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 ESPN, it, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. If if you don't want to watch it, then don't. I mean. And if the comments become, oh, the ratings aren't as good because it wasn't Boston and L.A., well, then, okay, well, then let's talk about the first few rounds because they've been unbelievable up to this point. Mm -hmm. I just just the conversations surrounding the ratings are, are, are always interesting to me, and I just don't I'm, – I'm always baffled about why there's conversation that's interesting to anyone when it has no impact on them at all. I guess in, unless you want to try to say that this speaks to the people don't aren't interested – other than the fact that they have been the entire time, yeah, uh, up to this point. Um, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I'm with you on that because, like last year, you had Warriors Celtics, you had two monster markets, you had storyline of the history of the Celtics, you had the Warriors being the team of the recent. Uh, but I would go back to the series before where everybody was saying the same thing about this year when you had Milwaukee and Phoenix. That series was phenomenal, phenomenal basketball played. In that series, and I think you're going to get it again. If you're a fan, you'll watch. If you're not, fine. And if you don't want to, that, that you don't have to. That's fine. You don't have. To. No one's. No, you're not obligated. Um, I think it'll be. I think it. I, I want to watch Denver continue to play. I want to see if they can finish it off. Um, because then it just forever buries ever the problem anyone had with Jokic. Um, was because now now you don't get to talk about that. That's that's over. Yeah, find a new hobby. Can't yeah he can't do it in the playoffs. Oh, we just swept LeBron and the Lakers. 
I assume they're going to get Miami, but it does the fact that we, we get crushed and look, the, when the analytics put out the thing that they have a 3% chance, like, come on, man, show your work, show your work here. How do you arrive at that number? And then they were up to nothing and analytics tweets out. Oh, they have a 35% chance. They're up to nothing in the series. What are you talking about? And it makes me just want to go. It just makes me want to scream because like, I got to deal with that. Like, Hey, nice. I didn't pick it. Yeah, they did. But then in that next game, game three, Boston was a four and a half point road favorite. So Vegas analytics and our analytics clearly saw or see the same things in Boston and now a giant favorite at home in game five. And if they send it back to, to, to Miami for game six, then suddenly every bit of pressure is on Spo and Jimmy Butler's lap. You better win this thing at home, or now all of a sudden you're in Boston for a game seven. Do you do you, did that one game and the fact that Boston played better in the third at all change what you how you view this series? No, because I, I still think with the way it's played, Boston is really, really dangerous because of the offense. And my problem with Boston is their defense, and that's what got gashed in the first three games. Yeah. But if if I thought Winhorn summed it up perfectly last night when he came on the show, we could sit here all day and break down this game, you know, four hours here, four hours there. I'll take the team that makes more threes. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. what do you say? 37 and two when the Celtics shoot 40% or more from three. Right. And that's and, a pretty and, good recipe. But and, and I think that people like, you know, there's a lot of smart folks that, that, that you know, that, that cover the sport all, all over the place. But I mean, when Horace, when Zach Lowe's talking about it, like I, I'm uh, certainly Legler when he comes on with us, among others. And then obviously all the guys that played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and I think what, what 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 Brian was essentially saying is, you'd you'd like there to be something sort of smarter than this, but maybe sometimes it's as obvious as just who makes the most threes. I I just get a feeling that Boston will go home play well, and then the next thing you know, it's like, uh oh, game six, Miami better win this at home, mm. or we're staring at a first ever. Um, that's just I I I think I think we're headed towards something that that, that at least gets. Gets way more interesting than I ever would have entertained when I was watching Boston absolutely quit in Game Three, yeah. and I thought uh, I just couldn't fathom that they had that little professional fight. Couldn't believe it. It's a series that typifies the hardest one to get is the closing one. You know, like it's Miami's going to have. And there's, I mean, I just I start thinking about their depth, and you know, um, if Gabriel's out with the ankle, I mean, that's another guy they're down. Like he's been awesome for them. So it is, it's fascinating to see. Yeah. And their roster makeups is just, you know, it's, it, it, it's the whole heat culture. Is it real? I mean, if they win this, it'd be really hard to, to, to roll your eyes at it anymore. When you look at the collection that, that would be getting to the finals and by the way, who they would have beaten to do it, they would have dispatched the top two records in the Milwaukee and Boston in the process. Um, that, but, but you said it hardest one to get's the last. One. And just to go back, you talk about the roads, Look at the uh-huh. road Jokic has had. Yeah. Look at who he's beaten. It's pretty impressive. Well, I mean, you work your way backwards. You go through LeBron and LeBron and the Lakers. You go through Book and KD and the Suns. And I don't have any idea who they beat in the first round because it was 100 years ago. Who Why? Ah, uh, there you go. Well, he got hurt. Hmm. I wish he didn't. No, 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 no. No, no, they didn't play Kawhi. Kawhi played the Suns. 
then you're inventing things. Nuggets but played. Kawhi did get hurt. Oh, they played uh, Minnesota. All due respect. No big deal. Sorry. Love you, Minnesota. Do you think whoever wins, did they beat whoever wins in the East? They better. Yeah, because the only way the only way you bury <laughs> the only way you bury the not narrative, but the talking point is if you bury it. Yeah. And, and say, now what? Correct. Like you can't win. That well, now we did. So needed you need a new argument. Uh as we talk, mm-hmm. Florida is in the midst of trying to put Carolina to bed in four. We had Jack Eichel on after the third uh after they won game three against Dallas four nothing on the road. And I, it wasn't even really a question as much as I just was interested. Do, do you even know take notice of the fact that you're up three oh, <laughs> Florida's up three oh. Denver just swept the Lakers and Boston's down 3-0 to Miami. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've been watching the NBA, but obviously all we care about is our room and our group, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. It's just odd that you get this close to the to the finals where the games theoretically get more and more competitive. And and for whatever reason, I mean, we've never seen this. Um, if Florida wins this series, though, I'm we're going to have to stop this pod at some point because we have a show and i got to c- construct a one big thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. What they they they're not even making the playoffs if if Pittsburgh doesn't doesn't uh, and we talked about this last week just implode in the last week of the season mm-hmm. and and now they got a chance to to do what they've done where they you know would have swept Carolina who was great all year just sent Toronto packing they move on from their GM as a result after they ended Boston season. <laughs> This is this that this is why the Stanley Cup we say it every year is greatest tournament in sports. It's it's the least predictable and the most mind-boggling stuff happens every year and it just doesn't happen in other sports like this. It just doesn't. No. And what I will say, I'm pretty sure they won the President's Trophy last year, and then they had to play Tampa, and that's brutal. And then Not they, awesome. They traded Huberdor for uh, Kachuk, and that dude has just been lights out. What a difference maker. And he is not afraid. He'll do anything. No, and and just the ability to deliver when you in this sport, because it's it's so different than other sports as well, just because you're 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 essentially evenly matched. Like look at Vegas. The first two games you win by a goal in each. And, mm-hmm. and they're eleven and three in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they finally had some breathing room in a game three. It's just you're it's so rare that you have breathing room in this yeah. sport, which is what makes the ability to to cash in the opportunity that you get, which Kachuk has a couple of times already against Carolina, incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Really is. It's, it's like a, it's you know it's like Kepka, big fan of the Panthers. Yep. Uh, you get a chance. You have to make it. Have to make it yours. Can't let it slip through your fingers. Kepka let it slip through his fingers at the Masters. Didn't let it. Didn't let it happen again uh, uh, in the PGA. Uh, is there anything? Oh. Uh, Yours and mine, daughters, in the last couple of weeks. My, my daughter was at the uh, that pouring down rain concert in oh. um, in Foxborough. So I said to her, I said, "You realize is it like this is this is a hot part of the clear? You know, I don't know if you're ever. This is kind of a, like a legendary show, and she, like she's apparently Taylor Swift said like this is the rainiest concert in the history of rainy concerts. And then I guess her piano didn't work the next night. It did not. Well. My daughter was there the night the piano got ruined, and that's so, what just happens. That's when you're, you're. That's when you're the best. You just play it on the guitar the next night, or a harmonica. Look, get a kazoo out. Oh yeah, 
But uh, you could do something on harmonica. I think me and her, me and Swifty for sure. Yeah, get the uh, get the little harp out and I get get I'll do it like blues traveler style. Yeah, um, I, don't, she, I don't think she has any interest in that. Uh, mm. But it was really neat. It was really, um, I think. I mean, it's such a spectacle. Oh, and and apparently, like, and my wife said, just an incredible show. Um, that went on for hours in this pouring rain and mm -hmm. just neat, neat to see. It's also hard <laughs> seeing your little girl who's still a little girl, but you know, that making graduating to bigger girl stuff mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, dad's hanging on for dear life. That's fine. Yeah. It's over. And I, and I get that. Yeah. And that's, then that's what it's supposed to be. Correct. Um, but let's not act like you, let's not act like you're psyched that it is, you know? No, I told you. That's what I said. The money, the money asking is just coming. That's that's next. Oh right. Well, no, I that's, know. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna just. I'm gonna just pat my pocket. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> ask your ask your mom. I don't. I don't. Can't help you. Uh, but uh, I. I just. I know you actually didn't. You and your wife went the last time around. Yes. You, you've seen the show. Great show. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty incredible. So freaking talented, man. Um, not the best just, dancer, but, but I mean. She'll play us. I mean, acapella, guitar, piano, the whole thing. It's 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 a sight to see. That's a mind boggling. And that, and that's what's made. Like have. Scott, these are NFL stadiums, right? Packed, upper deck, packed, SRO, packed. Every word, every song, just screaming their lungs out. That's why I, I I mean, sports is obviously their life, and I love them. But but people that have musical talent, it, that oh. that blows my. I wish I had it. I wish I yeah. could do that. Well, you could sing. Yeah, but, I, but no one wants to see a big bald-headed llama yeah, except they they're do. stomping around tooting and holler. Big guitar. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. I already, we already got me on a harmonic. Um, um, you got anything else? Yes. What? Million-dollar question. All right. You've, uh, we've been tra we traveled, obviously, last week. We did. How? Is there a signal or is there something politely to say mm -hmm. to somebody at the airport that you don't want to talk to them and they won't stop talking to you? Yeah, I think you do. Um, um, I think you do what the guy Beaks and Trading Places did with the guys on the phone and you just look at him and say, shut the f up. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what he said. Um, oh. I, think he, I, I, said, I think he said, get the bleep out of here. No. Because um, there's nowhere to go. Now, are you talking about once the plane's taken off? No, no, no. I'm sitting, talking about in you, the airport, like in the terminal. You're waiting to board the plane. Like, there's mm -hmm. nowhere to go. Sure there is. Just go to the bathroom. Just stay there. But it's your plane's actually, actually, no, You know what I mean? Like, Oh, so it's... So, Everybody's around the gate, like wait, no, it's those last five minutes. Just it's, be it's polite. Awful. Be just be just be a mirror. If people are being polite, be be polite back. A little chit chat. Come on. Okay. How hard is it? I'm I'm asking you because I know you've dealt with it and I know you've been there where you absolutely don't want to talk to a guy that's asking you a million questions. Be a mirror. As long as people are being polite, got it. Recognize that they're the ones out there that giving us supporting us. You can be polite. Mm. The minute they're not polite, you didn't sign up for that. You got that. You get you you want to go down that road. Mm -hmm. 
I'm from Ansonia. Believe me. <laughs> you mess with the bull, you get the horns. All right. That's the same character, different movie. Uh, um, I, but I hear you. I, that's why I told you back in my, but before I got famous enough from doing this for 20 years at ESPN and I was on the golf channel, I just make up jobs, tell people I was a beekeeper, told them I worked in lumber sales, things of that nature. It's good. Time. Have, if somebody asks you if you're Scott and Bill, you ever say no? Um, yeah, of course. Well, there was, I was in line, I was in line. I think it was at the PGA. No, it was before I went to the PGA. The guy's like, hey, is ever anyone ever tell you you look like Scott Van Pelt? Oh, yeah. I said all the time. It's crazy. I said, you know what's nuts? I sound like him too. Isn't it? It's weird. And he was like, yeah, you do. I'm like, and then I'm looking at the guy like, all right, that's your cue. You can figure it, figure it out. And he looks back and I'm like, hey, I'm Scott. See how that works? Oh. I got I got a, I got one going up to the Emmys I'd never gotten before. The guy goes, hey, like Rich Eisen. I'm like, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a new one. No, say I said right idea, wrong guy. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, all right, people are nice. Yeah, as long as they're nice, be nice back. Okay. And thanks to the people in Western New York, you guys yeah, absolutely, were, you were awesome. We loved meeting you. We appreciate your kindness. Um, and we put you ahead of Tulsa in the power rankings, only ahead of them. But and that was it. But you're we got you ahead of them. Go ahead. A week from. Yesterday, swim practice. It starts. I was thinking about that. It's almost time. It is. So Lock and load. Get the swim caps out. Yep. And my girl's in the the 10 and under, and this year she's the 10. That means it's time to dominate. Oh, boy. Look out. This is it. Because then you're on the – then from Lots the rest of, of the ribbons. way, you're let's, – let's, Yeah, let's win some blue ones. You know? It is. It's about swims. Yeah, it's that season. And that's where we pivot into becoming your official uh, dad podcast, swim your official swim season podcast. Although in your can in your house, it's your lacrosse, soccer, yeah. swimming. It's it's going hard to keep up. Um, we have a show in yeah. two hours, and I haven't written one thing for it. So what we're going to do now is we're going to say that's the end of this show. Uh, we thank Gordo for the FRLs. Oh yeah, we thank you for being along for the ride. And uh, we'll catch up for you. Uh, catch up with you next week here on SV Pod.